Lions fans. This is the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys whose 40 times qualify them for a Matt Patricia defense. Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi ho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 402. This is Detroit Lions podcast the most the official detroit lions podcast read i've tripped over that the last four shows i have no idea why i've done it 400 times um i'm your dashing and thick host chris with me is the good looking and effervescent and most glorious co-host of mine and great friend jeff le riz risden how are you doing brother it is good to be back with you i missed you this week chris it's good it's good to see your your smiling face it's all my fault <laughs> i'll just i'll just say it now yeah, I'll get into it real, real briefly. It's uh, it's my fault, but I'm glad. I'm glad we're here. Glad to have everybody with us. Uh, we got a great show today. Uh, it's a little drafty in Detroit. The knocks aren't the only thing hard in the city. <laughs> Everything old is new again, or it can only be Jared. And I got a contrarian view that popped up on Kayvon Thibodeau. I want to talk about that. We got that a whole lot more. Great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my brother? Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, here we go. We get into this here. I got to talk. First off, I want to apologize, everyone. We love doing these things on Wednesdays, and um, it, it's just a good day for the news. It's a good place to to put these in. I was traveling this week. Um, <laughs> I was moving my mother in law. As we, we've been working on this for a little bit, she's at the point where she needs to be close to us uh, for care. So we were moving her out this week, and I, I brought all my stuff. I was I had a work from up there from Michigan. Uh, I had a meeting with somebody important that we'll talk about next week while I was oh, up there. Oh, I know this. I know this one. Chris. I know this one. <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. Um, and 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 we, uh, we were moving, literally getting the pack, the move, the whole thing going on. It was we had to move a car, all her stuff in her house, the whole thing. So in the chaos of everything i forgot to pack one thing which happens to be the hard drive that literally has all the assets for the show on it so i gotta leverage you, the cloud you literally better. cannot do a show without it yeah yep. <laughs> i have to leverage the cloud better I've, ta- I've learned myself a lesson and i apologize everybody for not having a show um this last week we're trying to make for, up for it now catch up a lot on the uh on everything going on in lion's land so let's get it oh i do want to say so this is not at all there's no no consideration or any deals or anything here i just want to tell you guys if you're moving around the detroit area these guys are are really great local movers but they moved us all the way down to florida and did this deal they're called pac-men movers um they were awesome i've had two cross-country corporate moves where the company paid literally three and a half times what we paid these guys to put my mother-in-law stuff together and get it down here. And none of them did as well as these guys. They, they literally, I mean, they cared about every piece. They packed it appropriately. They, every corner, I mean, they were the most professional group of guys. If you need movers, I will just tell you right now, Pac-Man movers, I'll give you the number 248-325-4486. If you're moving to Detroit, call them. They happen to be minority owned company. They are absolutely awesome dudes 
they killed it. And I, and I can't thank them enough for the great job they did and how well they treated my mother-in-law. Unsolicited, um, Chris giving away promos there. That's, uh, that, that's something, man. That's, uh, that, that's cool. I'm glad, I'm glad you hear that. You, like we, we've moved across the country as well, um, on the corporate dime a couple of times. And it's, uh, like by and large, it's pretty good. But if you find somebody that like can, can really take care of you in a local, like that, that's, that's, that's awesome. So yeah. yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Good job. Pack, pack men, pack men, right? Movers. Yep. Pack men okay. movers. Cool. Um, good dudes. Good dudes, John over there. I mean, like I said, they truly care. And and no matter what you're doing, when you do your job, if you, I mean, you can tell when somebody cares about their job, no matter what it is, you know, and when they care, it just, it, they do such so much better for you. It means a lot. So, um, you know, you get, you spend a lifetime, get your worldly goods together. <laughs> you don't want them tossed down the stairs into a pot, into a heap. So oh, right. you do not, let's, you don't want them breaking a futon as they get it out of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about this really quick. Uh, April fools, this is it's just trash anymore i i it needs to stop chris it's all the same stop with this it, it's done it's played out it hasn't been entertaining since i was like 12 which was like 1984 like <laughs> stop just stop yeah yeah it's it was like uh, the um oh what's the the edelman one that one was pretty funny coming to tampa the people in tampa bit hard and it was like oh Oh yes, yeah, yes they that did. That was good. That was good. Um, but I think the there was so much of it, and so much of it is just yeah. stupid. It's like just, I, I saw one that was good, and it was Founders Brewery um, saying that they had a, a like like a Crystal Pepsi version of KBS coming out, and uh, several people bought into it. Um, I, I my my BS factor went up pretty quickly on that. Um, I was largely offline yesterday on on April Fool's Day just because. I, I I don't I don't want to deal with that crap like it. It's just like, come it's on. Repetitive. That's the thing. Like I love something creative. I love a good creative joke or fool or whatever. But the repetitive kind of same old same old. I'm just not not down. That's not my thing. Yeah. So. Like oh oh fuck. Like no no stop. <laughs> All right. Stop. Let's get into some lions news. Will Smith on that. Some real lions news. And then we'll skip the Kyler stuff. <laughs> um. The city of Detroit, our fair maiden of a city, has landed the 2024 NFL draft. What an absolute opportunity this is. I'm so happy. I'm so stoked. We will be there and early planning stages, but I guarantee we will be there with bells on and flames, baby. This is going to be a good time. Join us. You can guarantee we'll have an in-person draft party. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, heck yeah. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And we know how to throw a party. So uh, get ready for that. That'll be a lot of fun. That's true. Riz, I know you'll be there, right? You can't help. Oh, absolutely. Uh, It's going to be great. I I am so excited for it. Uh, I've been to both the ones that were in Chicago and I was at the one in Cleveland last year. Uh, I'm actually at my parents' house outside of Cleveland right now. Um, I'm remote. That's why my background looks a little different. Um, and why my sound is weird because my microphone didn't work on their Wi-Fi for some reason. I don't know why. Your but, camera um, looks great no- compared to normal. Bro. Well, it, 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 I'm trying, man. I got to impress my mom and dad. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, um, I think my socks are still wet. I think I actually left them here uh, because it was so like so i i'm very excited about i i enjoy doing the draft i enjoy like the what goes around with the draft like the the draft village that they have 
They did a they did a fantastic job with the one in Cleveland. Unfortunately, the weather was just brutal. Otherwise, um, Greg Greg and I would have enjoyed it a lot more, um, and and some other people that I that I ran into. But yeah, it's it's the NFL does a really good job of producing entertainment, family friendly entertainment. You can take your kids down. You can take your dogs down if you need to do that. It, it's it's a great time. It's it's well well curated. It's well well conceived how they do it and uh you know the, the, it, it's just so so much fun being around seeing all the different fans from all the different teams decked out in their gear appreciating the downtown area it's going to be you know right right in the the, the comerica um uh, uh lca that whole little entertainment district right there uh campus marshes park yep um that's uh it's a great location for it. it's a great venue it's going to be it's going to be a whole lot is of it, fun. Is it so, official that it's in Campus Martius or has it been speculated? That is um, officially speculated. Let's put it that way. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> the, uh, the permits haven't been filed yet, but that's where they're going to be. It's <laughs> the understanding that I got from somebody who's eminently familiar with the process. <laughs> there, there you go. All right. So that's going to be fun. A lot, a lot to still go on that, but definitely. Oh, it's going to be, and, and like they, they, they will have a lead team there. Like as soon as this draft is over, like yeah. this year is in Las Vegas, next year is going to be in Kansas city. Um, and Kansas city. Um, if you've ever been there, they have the worst airport in America. They're apparently opening a new terminal next year. Like they've revamped their airport. So I'm, I'm morbidly curious for that. I don't typically go to the drafts unless I can drive there. Um, I did go to the last one in New York, and I'm sorry, two before the last one in New York. Mm-hmm. I've been. I went to both in Chicago. I went to the one in Cleveland. I was going to go to the one in Nashville. Wound up having a family emergency. I couldn't go to that. But I'm. Uh, I'm very stoked to get it. it. It's. It's worth it. If you're local, it's absolutely worth it. If you're coming from out of town. I know, I know the uh, the the British guys uh, who, who do the podcast. I can't think of the name of their podcast. I feel really bad about that because I've been on it, and they're good dudes. Um, they're coming over for it. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's a great time to celebrate being a Lions fan. It really is. Yeah, and in Kansas City, I'll tell you, has the weirdest strip club rules. I mean, you know, I, I talk about your red garter when you go to the combine. Um, if I you go to the, the non-alcoholic fully nude bar, they still wear pasties, <laughs> but the bottoms are off. It's so weird. I've heard. I've heard. Um, it's just such a weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird, weird thing. Um, anyway, there you go. Uh, definitely. I'm my coffee. <laughs> definitely worth. I just, you just got to be prepared for the draft, right? You got to be ready. You got to know what the layout of the land is so you can get the, the, the best opportunity for a good yeah, time. I, I will say this. I really hope that they have an indoor venue ready. Because every year that has been on the road, there have been there's been one day where the weather's great. It's like 70 and sunny. Then there's a transition day. And then the last day um, and you can my son and I still talk about this 2016 in Chicago. My son was with me. He was the token Texans fan. He was the, literally the only person there in Texans gear. So he wound up being on national TV a lot because they wanted fan reaction. So the producer came up to him. <laughs> the second time they came to him, he was so cold. He literally could not move. We were frozen. Um, my guy, Rishi, who came to the draft party, he was sitting there with us. Uh, um, and, and our friend, Matt, who's a, a Colts fan. Um, we were there and we were just, we were shivering so hard and you couldn't get up and go to the bathroom. They've, they've, they've changed things a little bit, fortunately, but the, there will be one day of just brutal weather. Be ready for it. I hope that the NFL realizes that and plans indoor activities so you can be out of the cold. Because it, and like, like Greg and I last year, 
like we're troopers, man, but we, we were really cold and really wet. It was really annoying. We, we go to the pizza joint in downtown Cleveland and go into the bathroom just to stand under the hairdryer to dry ourselves out a little bit. <laughs> uh, the cold never bothered me anyway. There's your frozen reference. Bah, 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 bah. All right, uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, no, the one thing about the draft, though, being in Detroit, and this is the thing I think is something for folks to really look at. Um, look at all of the events as they do the 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 the, the fly-ins and the ahead at the beginning and the and on the way out of commercials. Check out all the events and what they do. Check the pre-draft stuff. Get an idea. Start doing your research to to make sure you know what you want come draft. And you kind of have a, a good map in your head of, of the things that you have to see. There's some great stuff going on, and this is a great opportunity to get prepared for when it's in Detroit and you're having all that fun. All right, so draft 2024 in Detroit cannot wait let's go to the 2022 draft if you don't mind it's it's kind of topical it's coming up in what 26 days yeah something like that and uh let's go back how far are you going back way back (laughs) we're back to 2009 it's been since 2009 that That was martin mayhew's first draft yeah since the lions have had this much draft value lions have the highest draft value since 2009 right now in this draft thank you duckney in uh the detroit lions subreddit to uh for posting that tons of value perfect time huge needs all over the place what a great time. I mean, you, we talk so much about the Lions kind of being out of sync and out of cycle with the rest of the NFL. Oh, what a terrible time to have the second round overall pick because, oh, there's not the, the standout absolute. And as Todd McShay said, it sucks to be Detroit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, God, we're out of sync. But where the way our team is built, the way things are, it's a great time to have all that value to play with. So let's talk about the roster a little bit, Riz. Needs. All right. We've got all this value. We've got this. How are we going to spend? How are we going to capitalize on the value we have? Let's just start with, you know, look at the roster right now. What are some some weak spots on the roster? And uh, we'll get into needs, right? But let's just, from a, from a big, broader perspective, let's think about what's, what's weak right now. Right now, your starting safeties are... And remember, there's three in this defense. They don't start two safeties. They play two linebackers and three safeties or three cornerbacks, but ideally three safeties. So right now, your three safeties are Tracy Walker, which is fine. Will Harris, more than not so fine. good. Come and on. Brady Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> that's your safety tandem, right? It's your trio right now. Yeah. Uh, that's bad. That is, that's That's among the worst in the NFL. And I say that as one of the bigger Tracy Walker advocates that's out there. That's raw. That's really, really bad. You went right to uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I love Tracy Walker. I think, I think our guy. I do too. And I, I think he's going to be, I think yep. he's going to be fine. He, he, he's, I think he's an asset. I really do. But Will Harris and Brady breeze or CJ Moore, if you want to throw him in there, which I wouldn't, but, Maybe, maybe he beats out Breeze or Harris, but that they got to get two more safeties before the season starts. I don't care how they do it. They got to get two more. Well, That's, let's talk about four, two, five on defense. Let's talk about what those five are. It's two yeah. or three cornerbacks and two or three safeties, right? Right. Depending yes. on the, the alignment. And it depends on like if, if the opponent is in 12 or 22 personnel where there's two tight ends or a fullback and a tight end. It's going to be a third safety. If they're in, you know, eleven personnel or a spread or, or you know, zero personnel or yeah, you know, ten personnel, 
you're going to have three or four cornerbacks rather than safeties and or linebackers on the field. That's that's the way this defense works. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There you go. So absolutely. And, and the problem here now, right, is it, it, one of, we talked earlier about what you get by setting up your defense this way. Hey, you know what? You're not as crippled as linebacker as you were. Right. Because you've, you've, right. you've taken the focus off of that. But now you have to stock up on cornerbacks and safeties that hybrid will Harris cornerback safety guy who's kind of floating between the two gives you some depth. He's oh, let me use a word. That, that, let me touch you in your fandom. <laughs> let me touch you in your fandom. He's multiple, <laughs> but you need cornerbacks. You've, you've put pressure That's on those a two factual statement. <laughs> I'll give you that. You've put pressure to, on those two positions and you need players there. Um, and that's what we're looking at. So safety, safety, huge. Talk about cornerback. How do you feel about cornerback right now? If everybody's healthy and plays to the best of their ability, I feel pretty good about it. Do I think that's going to happen? I'm not sold on that. Uh, I'm worried about Jeff Okuda. I'm worried about Jerry Jacobs availability for 2022. Yeah, we're in, we're in 2022. Yeah, I'm not. Um, he, he had knee surgery in December. Right. Or the last it was December 1st, I believe it was, or second. Um, Jerry, Jerry, you can correct us for watching. Um, that's that's a turnaround time where he's probably going to maybe be ready for the beginning of training camp to do stuff that you would normally be doing regularly. And I, look, it's it's hard to project that. Uh, because we, we, we don't know Jerry. Uh, obviously, we know Jerry, but we don't know like how his body responds to this. You know, Is he going to be able to go full bore? Is he going to have compensatory injuries in the other knee or a hip or an Achilles or something like that? Like, the, the, like I, I know he's getting really good treatment, but I can't count on him to be ready week one. Um, I just can't. Now, long-term, heck yeah, man. Give me, give, sign me up, baby. Build me in. I'm, 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 I'm there. But between him and Okuda coming off of yet another injury, I am concerned. Um, Malik Fanwu, fine. Okay, that's good. Give me that. Over Warrior, I, I, I'm happy with that. I think his playmaking is very good. I actually wrote a thing projecting his contract at Lions Wire. Please check that out. Um, I actually got a word from an agent um, of one of the people that I mentioned, and he's like, you did a really good job with this. So that made me feel good. <laughs> so, uh, but, but AO is in the last year of his contract. Um, if you're worried about cost containment, you probably need to get another cornerback or two into here. Uh, there's Will Harris, Bobby Price, um, there's the hybrid safety corners. I'm not real sold on either of those. Uh, maybe Will Harris sticks. I don't, I don't know, but I, I, you can know there's not a team in the NFL that has too many corners. Like I, I'm in Cleveland right now. The Browns feel fantastic about their top four corners. I can tell you, they're still looking at drafting one. Um, and they've got two former first-rounder Pro Bowl caliber talents on the outside of Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, and they're still looking. That, tell, that tells you how important corner is around the league. You can never have too many of those guys. So it, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, if they dipped into the corner at some point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dr. Avatar, yes, hit the like button, folks. You're just sitting here having a great conversation. Yes, please do. Hit that like button. We love it when you do that. It helps us out. We appreciate you for doing that. Um, yeah, I, I, so I'll, I'll just 
just me. Uh, I think Jerry's going to be fine. <laughs> um, you know, now you do worry about the cons- compensatory, not compensatory, uh, compensatory injury. Oh, compens- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A different, different use of that word. English is such a messed up language. That word means two completely different things, but it has the same word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not even a homonym. It's the exact thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so with that, that's obviously it's a potential. But, but his 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 rehab, he's been killing it, man. He's been killing it. He, I know he's attacking he's it. Really and, and and Okuda uh, posted a video this week. He looked yep. he looked good working working in actual CB drills. He was a little slow coming out of the break, but you'd expect that being four months out of the or <laughs> he's actually six months out of the Achilles. I now. wouldn't even have expected him to do that. To be honest with you, I mean, a little slow is okay, right? At this point, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> those drills are, um, are tough, man. And and can, can I just drop this? Yeah. Uh, I'll do a little dust. I think he's the new slot. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I think he and AJ Parker are going to be manning the slot corner positions in Detroit, not outside, because I think Jerry as outside, AO is outside. And I think uh, if they're bringing somebody in, it's going to be an outside guy. Yeah. Um, depending on who else they might bring in, whether free agency or draft. Yep. And there are potentials for both of those. Yep. Yep. I'll tell you, um, <laughs> um, Jerry's he's attacking it. He looks really good already. I mean, just just seeing him talk to him, things things are good in Jerry World. I'm I'm not good. concerned about his good. rehab. His and and his head is in such the right place. You know what I mean? It's it's he gets it. He gets it. His his whole thing, his whole life, you know, he learned the hard way about the grind. And it is just a part of him. Nothing like this. This is a little thing to him where some guys, it would be like a, a, a massive mental mountain. Jerry's like, this is nothing. I've been through way worse. And, and, and the confidence that comes out of that experience. And this is look, if you're raising kids, let them have a hard time once in a while. Let them, you know, don't yes. pace the road. Just prepare the child is the way, you know, I kind of look at that because this is you see it right here. Jerry's you don't want to you don't want to have to go through the kinds of things in your life that Jerry did. But him going through those things has made him so much tougher, so much better um, than he ever would have been in this situation. This is not going to break him mentally at all. He will hit the field and he will hit it at speed. I'm telling you, Jerry, um, he's an incredible cat. He's an incredible cat. So there you go. Well, they have him in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Right. Um, so, David well, Woodkirk, let's, let's, really quick. Chris and Riz, y'all the best. Love listening to the show. Thanks, David. Oh, really thank appreciate you. it. You're all right, brother. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Riz. Sorry, I, didn't, I just wanted. Um, to... Let's go. Let's move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive line. This is now a four man line for needs. Yep. We have a nose tackle and a lean. He's good. No problem there. <laughs> you've got. <laughs> you've got between. Romeo and Julian, you've got one pass rush side set. You brought Charles Harris back. He's put him in pencil on the other side as as, as certainly a rotational rusher, uh, and I'm happy with that. Uh, I, I'm not sold that he should be more than that, but he, look, what he did last year speaks for itself, and I'm I'm glad he came back. Honestly, uh, I. Not thrilled about the price, but that's okay. You know, they, they get, it's not like it's inhibiting them from signing anybody else. So that that's that's the long and short of the the financials on that. They need the flamethrower to go back to the Jim Schwartz parlance. They don't have that guy yet. This defense needs that guy. Now it could be 
Aiden Hutchinson could be Kayla Thibodeau, could be Boye Mafe, could be Jermaine Johnson, could be George Karloftis, could be any number of people. There are a lot of options still there in the draft, and they got to attack that. The other thing, they still need to replace Nick Williams and have the long-term replacement for Michael Brockers in-house. They don't have that yet. Levi Anzarike is part of that answer. Mm -hmm. He might be the answer. He needs reinforcement slash competition slash something. They need another good body who can play a three, a four, maybe even a five technique if they switch to an odd man line, which they will do from time to time. They need another one of those guys in there. And that's got to come in the draft because the the free agent class, uh, it's overpriced and it's not good. Yeah. (laughs) Right. As you were talking about this, Steve O'Hits, I think the Lions could use another three tech in the draft that could actually get pressure on the QB. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And like a guy like Travis Jones, a guy like Arian Winfrey, um, the guy, uh, I don't blame on his name. He's from Iowa State. He's a big guy and he's really good and he's underappreciated. And uh, he's got a Nigerian name, and I'm blanking on it. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm wildly overly tired (laughs) with names to begin with. So um, I like him a lot. And I know uh, um, my my good friend Eric Schlitt is a big fan of his as well. Um, And I'm I'm blanking. I'm I'm seriously spaced out. That's sad. Um, It's a good year to need a a defensive tackle. There's there's some good ones in this draft. There really are. And you get them for – Mid draft value too. I mean, it is yeah. like you have Lo- to Logan it. Hall from Houston is another one. A guy who can play the five. Can he's he's played the three. He's a little light for that. He's a little. You think needs some technical work, but the, the, um, Cameron Thomas from from San Diego State, another guy who can move all around and do that. Played inside, even though he's an outside guy. We've talked a lot about positional value with. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, defensive tackles high is another positional value. You know, no, no, the, the uh, you know, the third rail on the on the subway there. But um, the the you know, you're not forced, and if to get the guy, you're not forced to take that positional hit at defensive tackle this year. There's there's some good guys you can get a little bit later, mid rounds of the draft, um, to really really make uh, real difference makers. So I think this the draft, the draft sets up really really nicely that way for the Lions. I do too. Um, and just on positional value, I'll go on a complete little tangent here. <laughs> Listen to the draft dudes, Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. They talked about the positional value of safety specifically, because that's a very hot button issue. Um, both on our podcast and in Lions Land in general. It was last Sunday's show where they talked about it. And Kyle had a fantastic breakdown of of why the the undervaluing of safety and the antiquated notion that safety isn't a value position. And he, and he backed it up with numbers and figures. And it was really, really good. So I would highly recommend that draft dudes. I, I'm pretty sure it was Sunday show. If it wasn't Sunday show, it was Monday show, but uh, give those guys a listen. Anyways, they're both friends of the show. Kyle will be on this after the draft um, to help break down what the Lions have done after the draft. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's positional values are changing and at safety, they're changing quite radically where the, the value for taking a guy at two or 32, it's not out of line with where the NFL is headed very quickly. Right. Is the, the long and the short of it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's, um, that's a good, one. and I will just kind of put the stamp of approval on, on, on Kyle Krabs. I mean, anything they do over there is great stuff, but Kyle, he's a genuinely good 
person. And this is one yes. of the things it, it, it's important to me. You know, you know how important it is to me. Riz. The, 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 I've met a lot of really, really awesome people since we've started this. Kyle is one of those. He's super smart. He does a great job, has great takes. I know nobody's perfect and nobody knows everything and no one's going to get it right all the time. But what helps you get past you know, some of the other things when people get it wrong or whatever is that they're good people coming from a real place when they're wrong. And they came out of, you know, they, they just were trying to fire their way to clicks or something else. I don't know, you know, to, to relevance. I, I, I have no place for them in my world. When people put Detroit lions podcast as the first part of their thing and then put their name afterwards to try to snake tag their way and use our name to our good name that we've built with no corporate help. We're just a, 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 a little thing on our own, right? They steal our stuff and try to snake off our name and our hard work to, to get themselves to rank better. Those people are pieces of trash. Kyle Krabs is not that. Kyle Krabs is a very, very cool dude, a smart guy, brings great stuff. So I long way to say it. I love Kyle Krabs. I can't wait till he's on the show. He's you've brought a lot of really great guys into the fold here for the show, Riz, and he's he's definitely one of them. We will have a very um, popularly demanded guest Emory? either Wednesday or Emory? the following Wednesday um, soon. He's, 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 he's committed. Is it? Oh, good, good, good. I love him. Just, just working on time. I love uh, people in the Slack know who it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's, uh, let's see. We kind of talked about the defensive side of the ball. I feel like we've, we've covered it. We, we, do we want to move? Do we want to talk linebacker? I don't know. We got too deep. On uh, or we just just real, real quick on linebacker. They, and, and this is my take. And it's something that I wrote at Lions Wire today. It's something that I also wrote in breaking down Jared Davis's contract. Folks, they're done at linebacker. You might not like it. I might not like it. Their linebackers are Derek Barnes, Alex Anzalone, Chris Board, and some combination of Josh Woods, uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, and Jared Davis. That's their linebacking core, folks. They're good with that. Trust me on this when I tell you this. I have firsthand information on this. They like those guys. You might not like it. I might not like it. It might not make any sense. They like it, and they're happy with it. Don't expect anybody before day three at linebacker. There you go. Period. There you go. I will – I'm not eating the the steak bug bamboozled again, beanboozled thing again, but I will do something grody if uh, they take a linebacker before that. We got to get you therapy before next November, buddy, because they're coming back to town. I was literally vomiting two days later from that. That was the worst. The stink bug. I feel so sorry for you, bro. Oh God. Yeah. You, you were, you were absolutely. When when the booger one was the best thing that I ate. That's that. Yeah. That. (laughs) Okay. Let's get forward. Um, Let's go to the offensive side of the ball. Let's let's get right to it. Uh, quarterback. That's the one that people are screaming in the chat about <laughs> it. You know who it is. It's Malik. It too is the is the big not going to happen. No, nope. You know, I, I'm going to go on to something on this really quick just to kind of talk about it. They absolutely believe in Jared Goff. We have the data yes. about Jared Goff and uh, what he was like when he had weapons when either Cephas or, or Reynolds were there where they played 50% or more of the snaps. It happened nine games. His completion rate was over 70%, 248 yards, two touchdowns, 0.4 interceptions. That doubles without those two guys, by the way, that interception rate. He had 104 passer rating uh, and seven point, almost eight yards, 7.758 air yards per attempt. Um, all that dies without those guys in the rain uh, or in the in the game. Seventy-two passer rate, 
uh, 4.9 air yards attempt, twice the interceptions, 0.2 TDs a game. So it's actually 10 times higher rate with those guys in the game than without, if you do the math on that. And uh, about 50 yards less than per game, about 10% lower completion rate. There's a huge difference to Jared Goff with those guys in there or out there. Now, we said it last year. We knew it was going to be a tough year for the Lions. We also knew, you know, it, there weren't going to be a lot of wins. We also knew, and we talked about it before the draft, We, if we want to evaluate Jared Goff as a quarterback, we have to get him weapons. We have to get wide receivers out there because there weren't any. Right. And this year we didn't have any, <laughs> we didn't have any, it was Reynolds or Cephas when Reynolds or Cephas were there. When, when Reynolds got there, actually Amon Ra took off. He just blew up yeah. because at least eight catches, at least 10 targets in every game. And Oh, by the way, he didn't drop a pass. Yep. Well, maybe his, his, his great play <laughs> was bolstered by having Reynolds on the team, right? It got him yes. open. It got him available to catch balls, change it completely. I'm telling you this year, Jared Goff is going to be evaluated as the potential long-term quarterback for this year. You can't get rid of him anyway. You draft Malik Willis, you're going to take a direct shot at his confidence. This front office believes in Jared Goff. Jared Goff is their guy. They're going to get him the weapons this year, and they're going to make their evaluation. And if they have to let go, they let go. Next year is the year. I'm just telling you, that's where we are. Um, and, th- and that's where they are with Jared Goff. Um, we all know what Jared Goff is mediocre at best. Says Anthony. Anthony, no, he made the Super Bowl, bro. He's he's not that different of a quarterback than when he made the Super Bowl. Other than who's around him. You look at Matthew Stafford in Detroit. He couldn't win a playoff game. Suddenly, you put people around him, and what happens? He wins a Super Bowl. Now, which which one did he suddenly get better this year? Well, no. I mean, his his play elevated for sure because he had competent, quality players around him. You put competent, quality players around Jared Goff, you're going to see an elevation as well. Is he going to be Tom Brady? Um, um, what is he? Priest Holmes. Why am I lost in that era of Kansas City? Uh, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes or uh, <laughs> Matthew Stafford. Well, no, but he can do it, and we've seen him. So yeah. I, I wouldn't write off Jared Goff until we see what he has uh, this year. Yeah. And, this and, and more to the point, the lions haven't written that off. They, they know that they're getting, pre- they have three premium selections, two 32 and 34. They know that if they use that on a quarterback, they are directly kneecapping the quarterback that they have now that they want to work. They know that. Yeah. Uh, again, you might not like it. You might not agree with it. You might think that it's a stupid track, I'm telling you, the Lions think that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I, I, so I wrote a thing that published this morning uh, about four things I think about the Lions. And one of them was, was talking about the quarterbacks in general. I will tell you, I got messages from two different people who cover the Lions professionally who told me I was spot on with that more than I even know. So, uh, look, it's nothing against Malik Willis. It's nothing that the organization feels about. It doesn't matter to them. Mm -hmm. They are in on Jared Goff. And if it doesn't work, 2023, when they still have two first round picks again, is the year where they will make that that resolution. Yeah. Uh, Just um, I know that they're not keen on the developmental prospects of the later quarterback class. They do. I don't have to like it. I don't have to agree with it, but I do have to acknowledge it. They like Tim Boyle. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and and the one thing. That's the way it is. It's just 
it, it is what it is. <laughs> I think one thing that's completely different about Jared Goff, I think he can turn off the the media. I think he does a pretty good job of just kind of shutting that off out of his out of his you know out of his ears. And yes. Think about you know, okay, I thought you meant but, turning off like like as a repellent. No, 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 no you're no, like no, like no, shutting no. it off. Yeah, yeah shutting okay. it out, shutting it out of his yeah. head. Yeah, he, he does. But, he does that. But well. but his psychology has a direct effect on his game. That's, you know, where Jerry, yes. he's been through it all and, and he, he will bounce back from these, these hard times and, and like, like this, no problem. Jared isn't like that. He's, a, he's, he's very much in the, the psychology of the moment and he can ebb and flow. His play will ebb and flow. If you pull yourself uh, a Malik Willis in, he will take a huge hit. I'm just telling you right now, you're not going to get a fair evaluation out of Jared Goff. You're not going to see who Jared Goff is. That's a weakness. Every player has weaknesses, right? That's, I think, Jared's biggest weakness. I think a lot of last year was spent building him up, bolstering him. I think this year they're going to continue to do that. If they can get that confidence to stick and that psychological space that he's the guy to where they could bring somebody else in and he's going to mentor him for two years, three years, or I'm just saying that, right? Whatever. But he, they can bring someone else in and it's not going to break him or they're just going to bring somebody else and, 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 and replace him. The thing about Jared Goff, if he's your quarterback, he's played well this year, and you're not going to be able to draft a quarterback next year. But he's your quarterback because he played well enough. If Jared Goff stinks, you're going to be able to draft your quarterback next year. <laughs> it's just the way it's going to be. And uh, the, the talk about who's available next year, this far out, trying to look at what the college quarterbacks, the next set of quarterbacks looks like, is is a fool's errand. Last year, I remember, I remember thinking about it and talking about it. It's the whole, the whole thing's different. I mean, it's changed just from November to now, three, four times, five think times. Think about going into the preseason last year, Sam Howell was the number one pick projection in a lot of mock drafts. Mm-hmm. Now he might be there for the Lions at 66. Yep. Stuff happens. Um, the, the dude from, uh, from Oklahoma, the little uh, Rattler now at South Carolina, I think, I think he's in South Carolina, um, played his way out of a job was, was another guy who got some run as the potential number one overall pick <laughs> he had to transfer. Cause he sucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's, that happens. Uh, it, it happens every year. It, it, it's tough to know. I will say I'm a massive CJ Stroud fan from Ohio state. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he threw to all the wide receivers at the pro day this year, that was done deliberately by the Buckeyes and the program to, to set him up for that sort of hype. Yep. And they're, they're, they're very much believing in that. Uh, the rest of the guys like Bryce Young, unless he grows, I don't see him being that coveted, but you never know. I mean, it's an Alabama quarterback. That's obviously going to grab some attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh the guy from Boston College who was hurt this year, Yurkovich, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't, I don't, I don't look ahead scouting wise. I'm still catching up this year. I'm still not done evaluating all the players that I have to do this year. I'm certainly not looking that far ahead to next year. But it's, I will say that going into next year, other than Stroud, I like this year's class going into it better than next year's. Now, it, it has it played out that way? Not necessarily. Did, did that make sense? Did yeah. I say that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like at, at this point last year, I liked this year's class better than I like next year's class today, other than CJ Stroud. Got it. <clears throat> That's fair. That's fair. So we'll see. There's a lot, a lot changes. We'll see what happens. But right now, I do not see that the Lions are going to be grabbing themselves. A Malik no, and I, I like. I know there's talk about Desmond Ritter or Matt Corral or Sam Howell at 32 or 34. 
I can't say that they're not going to. I don't know that, but I would be I would be surprised, and I will tell you that Jerichoff would probably be pretty surprised by it too. Yeah, and 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 I, you think about it, other- and you're right. You're right. You're very much right about the psyche of Jared Goff. One of the things that bothered him in Los Angeles was that they interjected John Wolford upon him. Yeah, and and they liked his athleticism. They liked the way he he sparked a different style of offense for them. And that's something that, that intrigued Sean McVay very much. It, and that, that led to the downward spiral since, uh, since McVay, well, I'll quote nine inch nails, the downward spiral kept going on it. And, uh, well, explain you know. this to me because Joey two times came up with this. It was in the chat. Um, a lot of people forget that McVay was feeding golf audibles through the headset at the line of scrimmage. Once the NFL caught onto it, golf fell off dramatically. I don't get that. I don't understand that. I mean, you can only talk to, I think it's like 15 seconds left. Yeah. Or, there's a, there's a 15 second cutoff. Yeah. So you're, it's going to, it gets kind of difficult there. And what, what do you mean? They caught on to your headset communications. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, who, who cares if it's Goff or McVeigh calling the audibles? You know what I mean? I just, I don't understand what the, I don't understand the the point on that. Sorry, Joey. It doesn't make well, the, the biggest thing with Goff was that he lost confidence in his own ability. Yeah. And some of that was from the coaching staff. Some of that was, was the, the war inside his own head. And he, 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 he has talked a little bit about that. He talked about it when he, when he talked about mending his fences with McVeigh. Uh, I, I thought, I thought Goff was candid on that. Look, I, there's a, there's a lot of things that I don't like about Jared Goff as a quarterback. I like him as a dude. Like, yeah, I I, I think he's a, a very straightforward guy, and a he's a guy who has a very good feel for being Jared Goff. He can. Uh, I talked about that. I talked about that when I was talking about Malik Willis. Like Malik Willis is really comfortable being Malik Willis, and that's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can can handle that. I think Jared Goff has a very good idea of who Jared Goff is. And lives that way. And I, I have an appreciation for that. That's the thing where he it goes to him shutting out the media out of his head because he's just him. He lives his life and he does his thing. And the fact that he is that way, it's so telling that how important it was for him to bring the JG 16 thing to Detroit right away and immediately begin doing charitable work, but also not stop doing the work where he came from. Because easy, it's just to pay. Oh, I've got to move my charity stuff to where I'm at, and I've got to use it to build fans or whatever, you know, whatever. And, and fine, he didn't do that. It's truly part of him. It's truly something he cares about. And as a man, for him to use his time and money and his his kind of brand to help other people in need, he doesn't have to, right? And he he could easily use it as a lever to upgrade his his stature, or whatever. But he he does it to help people. That says a lot about him as as a human being, and I, I appreciate that about him more than anything else. I think that that's that's a huge you know I love having to have the best quarterback in the world, but I I also can appreciate a man who steps up and helps other people, and makes that part of who he is, and especially a guy like that. There you go. All right, let's, so that, that, that that's that's quarterback. So we we. Look, would you and I like them to get somebody better than Tim Boyle as the number two? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Is that going to happen? I'm not sold it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think your 32-34 quarterback pick, you can sell that to Goff as the backup. And look, this is our insurance policy on you know, your injury. We want you to bring him up. Look how Aaron Rodgers sat for so many years, right? We want that kind of a situation here. You're 28, is he now? Soon to be 28? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you you got a good couple years left, but we want to make sure that we have that everything in place. I think they could probably sell that to him. Do they do it? 
they, they lack talent so much across this roster. I don't think that that's the play. I would agree with that. I don't want to. Again, I can't rule out that they would do that, but it 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 would be it would be surprising if they did. Yeah. Um, and and uh, again, it's nothing about Malik Willis being doing anything wrong or not being appealing. It's just not what they're looking to do. Yep. The other side is the 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 mo right now is you sign Tom Brady, you sign Matthew Stafford, you build your team, and then you go win the Super Bowl when you sign a a, a quarterback and, that's been proven that's himself somewhere else. Right. This is something that we've talked about. I did I did several um, Cleveland media hits this week, and one of the the prevailing themes was how the dynamic has changed. How you can get a quarterback without having to draft them. You can go trade for them. You can find them in free agency. You can buy them as the Browns did with Sean Watson. Yeah, yeah, um, that very controversial move, but just right now, you can, if if you want, you can have Baker Mayfield for a sixth round pick. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Browns will probably pick up a good portion of his salary this year. Like the, the, that, this is a guy who won a playoff game a year ago. In Pittsburgh, this is a guy who set the NFL rookie record for passing touchdowns and since been eclipsed by Justin Herbert. But like, this isn't some like you know, this is a piece of rotten pastrami laying on the side of the road. Like, this guy has some pedigree to him. You might not like him, and, right, and there's a lot of people that really don't like him. But the guy has played well enough. Like, like this is a this is a guy who was the former number one overall pick, much like Jared Goff. You can get him now. Like, if it's not him, there's somebody like Marcus Mariota was out there. Pretty good quarterback, like on the Jared Goff level, like more mobile. Like you can find guys like it's it's a lot easier to get a veteran. Russell Wilson got traded. Who the hell saw that coming? You know, <laughs> there's there's all kinds of ways. And you know what? There's something to be said. Look, yeah, it could be the more expensive way. Kyler Murray drive. could be available next year. Not not an April Fool's day later joke. He legitimately could be available next offseason if the Lions want it. It's more expensive. It's less expensive to draft him, and you have a fifth-year option, but you're not sure. You're not sure who you are. Right. You pick your guy off another team when his contract's up. You pay him out the rear. There's all, you know, the, the salary cap is a, so, is a is a social construct, right? I mean, there, there's so many ways with voidable years and everything else that you can do to make it affordable and to get your guy. Um, I, I kind of am partial to the idea of picking up an, a, a known quantity in the NFL and building all your talent everywhere else. And then, and the other side of it is, is, you know, the, the way the cap is looking and the way we're clearing things out and what we're spending in free agency, people are uptight, but boy, are we setting ourselves up to have a whole lot of money available to pick up a quarterback from with a big contract to push us over the top? Just saying, not saying that's what they're doing, but it sure looks like that's kind of the model that they're building out here as part of this rebuild. I'm I'm not afraid of not taking Malik Willis and letting Jared Goff be the quarterback in 2022. I wouldn't take him at two, but I'm not I'm not as you know, I am not thrilled about Jared Goff as a long-term quarterback option, but he's merited the way he played at the end of the season and you covered all the numbers. It merits another look. It really does. Like he he's earned the right to have that that the job be his and and to for enough for the team to build around him because of what he did in Los Angeles as well before things went south on him and the team there that he's 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 deserved look at the last playoff game that he played there he played really well in that game 
it wasn't his fault that they lost. Like, like, uh, like, uh, I'm certainly not a Jared Goff advocate as a long-term answer, but uh, where he's at and what he's done, he's gonna, he, he's earned the right to prove that he's not, and he hasn't done that in Detroit yet. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, let's let's get going. Um, let's move on to the wide receiver position. David Woodwork yeah. is out there with after we draft a wide receiver. Is that room set or do we sign one more guy? You're a little ahead of us, but it's it's fair. We can get to add that through the conversation. Yeah, we can. We we got DJ Chark 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 Chark, and everything's looking good there. Um, everybody else is elevated yeah. now, right? I mean. If you take that whole wide receiver room and you move it down one level from wide receiver one is now your two and down the line, whatever, that's a good move. Do we want to do that one more step with our wide receivers? I would like to have another longer term solution in the draft. Chark is one year. Uh, Josh Reynolds is two years, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I like, like, if you tell me that that I'm getting the, the 2019. Jacksonville version of DJ Shark, and I'm I'm good. Like I want a slot receiver. We need a slot receiver. Um, somebody that look, I'm on rock and work out of the slot. I think he's good there. I want somebody who's a little. I want the Cole Beasley's of the way. Cole Beasley, by the way, is a free agent. Um, somebody like that. Somebody quicker than fast. You know, unvaccinated human joystick, mighty might type of of slot receiver. I want that. Give me that. I'm still in the pot. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Um, yeah, no, no, no. That, that That's fair. I, I, I'm good with that. I think. But you also need a longer term plan than just hoping that DJ Shark works and you can sign him again. And like, Cephas will be back, right? Yeah. yeah. The, the thing about Cephas, he looks good early. He isn't super fast. We, we don't have enough data on what Cephas is going to be to this offense. And I worry about putting too many chips on him by the same token. If he is a superstar, if he is great, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy kind of adding another wide receiver in and with all of a sudden you have Chark and maybe Chark stays for a long time. You get yourself another, you know, another top end wide receiver. And all of a sudden Cephas, he steps up as a top guy too. You've got an embarrassment of riches. I'm okay with that because now we know what we really have with Jared Goff. And I think that's what Jared Goff kind of needs is that embarrassment of riches in, at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. That's why I wouldn't be opposed to taking somebody at 32 or 34 or 66 um, and, and interject them into the lineup wherever they fit, whether it's, excuse me, like J.N. Dotson. Um, the Ohio State guys, um, I've been told, are not going to be there um, against my better wishes. But Olave. Neither, neither Olave or uh, – or Garrett Wilson will be there. Uh, in fact, there is some buzz, and I I feel weird in saying it. There are some. There's one person in the the uh, it, online draft media who is convinced that the Lions are taking Garrett Wilson too. <laughs> I've told him to stop smoking, and uh, he, he 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 acknowledges that like it's or, it's or more sh- of what he wants them to do. Or share what they, they're smoking. Come on, I'm I'm down for something here. This sounds like a good that, time. That stuff's legal in Michigan. Now. <laughs> That's the craziest, dude. Being up there this time, everywhere I went, I'd be driving down the road. All of a sudden, oh wow, I'm driving through a cloud. It was crazy how different. I, I drove. I drove from the Grand Rapids area to Cleveland. Every single billboard I saw between Grand Rapids and Ann Arbor 
was pot related. Every single one, other than the personal injury lawyers and gambling. That, that, that's all there is. <laughs> and gambling, right? I, I gambled yeah. my ass off when I was there. God, did I go hard on the sports book, man? Oh, I was betting wings games. I was, I was throwing. I threw a bunch of money at stuff that's yet to come. I was betting um, the conference finals, the NHL final. I was just I went. <laughs> what? <laughs> you put you put any draft, NFL draft bets down because there's some there's some over unders on there that are fairly appealing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm um I'll, I'll be back. I'll be back. We'll get things going there. All right. Um let's move on. Uh, tight end. Tight end, they need one. Yeah, a block. They need one. <laughs> We've got a blocker, I guess. I just don't know. He I'd like to have a blocking tight end that is actually still a passing threat if that makes sense. Um they don't have that. Yeah. The the guy that they got from the Saints and I I pulled three different people that covered the Saints and they're all like Wow, somebody wanted him. <laughs> was like the basic vibe that I got from all three of those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Adam on the podcast because uh, he, he was like, I can't believe somebody actually paid for him, was was the exact quote that I got from Adam, um, um, who is no music, no intro, asked me to stay on, on Twitter. So let me, ask, <laughs> let me ask you, we talked to him earlier. If you haven't seen it during the Senior Bowl, we interviewed him. I really like Dan Bellinger. He's a guy you can get later. I think he can kind yep. of fill that role. I think he can give you a lot. Um, six round, I'm feeling for no. Dan, and I think he's he could be a really really good dude in that spot. And they got to look at him. No. What do you think? No, yeah, he, he's a good one. It's a good year to need. But I'm a big Jeremy Ruckert fan out of Ohio State. I think he's undervalued. Uh, this is a guy that you can probably get with your maybe your fifth round pick. Maybe maybe you got to go into the fourth. I don't know, but he he's more of a receiving tight end who can block. Yep. And I think that's look if you're going in with Brock Wright and and what's his name uh, Griffin as your tight ends and Shane Zilstra, I guess we can't rule him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still there. I, I technically Jared Pinkney's still on the roster too. Like <laughs> you need another one because when Hawkinson went down, we saw the like it's an offense that is designed to have the tight end produce. And if you don't have a tight end that can produce, like well, <laughs> excuse me, like when Hawkinson went down. You, you got to change your offense. Yeah. Now that wound up working for the better with this past year. I wouldn't count on that happening again. So you've, you've got to get someone in there. Yep. And uh, that, so that, yeah, that, that, that is a big need. Yep. Um, along with wide receiver. Again, I don't think you're getting a wide receiver one, but you can probably get a wide receiver one a with Amon Ra or one B. And I think, I think that's the way, quite frankly, that the offense will work well. I'm, I'm good with that. And, and it can, there, there are still free agents that are out there. Uh, probably not that you want to pay what the market rate is right now. So if you if you can get one at 32, 34, 66, go do it. Yeah. Yep. I'm good with that. All right. So, not before safety, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey, two times. We kind of do need a wide receiver, but it's no longer the top priority like it used to be. I think in the long term, we need, uh, especially, we want to look at it. But yeah, you're yep. right. It's not the it's not the blow your face off kind of need right now. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, we got tight end. I think we got wide receiver. Anything on the offensive line we're looking for? No. And they they gave a hint on this. This is something else that I wrote uh, in the uh, in the piece on Lionswire today. When they didn't tender Ryan McCollum as an exclusive rights free agent, and then they let him go, and then they brought him back for more money, mm-hmm. that tells you that they're done. <laughs> that is that is a sign that they like their guy. They also did that with Evan Brown. Yep. Like they're they're good there. Now, could they get a developmental tackle late? Yeah, possibly. But it's not something that they're going to be taking at two or thirty-two or thirty-four or sixty-six. It's just not 
that that's not where they're looking. Yep. 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 Uh, as much as Todd McShay or Lance Zierlein, who is, by the way, a good friend of mine, um, that, that that's misguided. ignore it it's 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 noise ryan mccallum (laughs) is going to be is going to be good i like ryan a lot i i think he's going to really with especially with uh hank working on him he you're going to see some good stuff out of him wherever he winds up in the long haul ryan's going to be a good player and i and i like the kid a lot so uh he had a very rough start and made a rough first impression yep to his credit and to hank fraley the offensive line coach's credit he bounced back from that really really well And and having Evan Brown back, that's a guy who can play center. He can play guard. He, 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 a revelation last year. The the upside of Frank right now getting hurt was that we learned that Evan Brown can actually play and and played pretty darn well. Um, did, did, they still have Matt Nelson. You know this, and I know this, and anybody who is in Mobile knows this. They really like Matt Nelson, but I'm not sold that they wouldn't draft somebody late who could challenge him. Hmm. That's fair. Um, breaking news. Two people struck by lightning at Raymond James Stadium today. Great news. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Good Lord. Yeah. Just saw that pop through. All right. No one cares. That's not Detroit. All right. Let's let's uh, let's keep rolling. Running backs. Last position we really want to talk about. Anybody? Uh, anybody? For the t- love of God, no. Go. Stay away. Who are we taking the first round, Riz? <laughs> they, uh, they have their number four running back signed to a two-year contract. All right. And Craig Reynolds, by the way, would be the number two on a lot, a lot of other teams right now, yep. including the Rams. <laughs> he might actually be number one on the Rams. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, <laughs> that Don. tells you all you need to know about running back. The fact that the Ra- the Rams won the Super Bowl with a guy playing on one leg and another guy who's just terrible, and they won the Super. It, it's so devalued. Look at look when we talk about the devaluation of the safety position or the market value. The franchise tag for the running back in two years will be under five million dollars. Yeah, that's how low. Once, once the Zeke Elliotts and and those guys, once they squirt out of their their contracts, nobody is signing those guys anymore. Nope. Like it's just not. Uh, be happy with that. You've got DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Craig Reynolds, and Jamar Jefferson. Is anybody a star? No. Are they good enough? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're in good shape. All right. Yeah, we are. I'm happy. There you go. With all that, hey, I just want to hit really quick. We are, the the, the march has started toward 4K broadcasting, high quality, every pore on Risden's face just oozing in your face. <laughs> Head on over uh, to our Super Chat and uh, here in the, we're using the Super Chat to help fund this. It's a couple grand to make all this work, but it is totally worth it. If you got a couple bucks to share, hit us in Super Chat, share, share your love and uh, help us uh, push this. It's, you know, the equipment thing. Riz knows how much we've spent along the way, and it's this is one that we we need a little help. Yes. We need your help with. So, um, <laughs> if you don't mind, you got a little bit of extra change floating around your pocket. Hit us up on the super chat. Send us a couple bucks. We would appreciate it much, 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 much. And uh, we'll get this going to four K. We'd really like to have this all locked in ahead of you know the the, the preseason and get everything running and up and going by of course by the uh, before the preseason. So there you go, four K four K quality coming at you. Help us out on the super chat to make it happen. We're on our way to make this go um also let's see we've got news and everything is hard in detroit and including the knocks detroit lions have landed hard knocks this year I, everyone knows but we haven't had a chance to weigh in on it yet but brother i love it is awesome i am so 
fribbing stoked for this. This is uh you've got a you got a team who's been working on the culture for the last year hard and they needed to, right? The Quinn and Patricia years just created a caustic pool of acid in Allen Park. And very, very quickly, within a year, you see just this massive changeover in player attitude, um, the staff attitude, the, the coaches, everybody. It's a complete like level up, right? Over 9,000 kind of move in just a year. And I'm so excited to see the fruits of these seeds that they planted in the last year and where they're going with it get exhibited. This is going to be something I think this is going to play really, really well. For the team nationally, I think this is a, a staff uh, of, of coaches, a group of players who have everything in place to make one of the easiest to root for teams that they've never that folks have never heard of nationally. Yep. Um, this, you know, a lot of people came out loving Dallas after last year's hard knocks. And it's like, oh, yeah, Zeke was funny and all that. Right. Great. But they're uh, America's team. Duh. You know, that whole thing that they got going on. D- Detroit has never had that sort of elevation into the national consciousness. I think this is going to be just amazing for Detroit, the franchise, and for that to be announced on the same day as the draft. I mean, you start looking forward and you say, man, something's happening to Detroit. Something is really happening, not just in football. You got Cade over in the Pistons making some making some noise. The Red Wings are looking better and better, right? They continue to to, to level up. Um, you know, I guess baseball's coming, uh, but <laughs> this is really, really something. I love. Literally I have, can't name one tiger. <laughs> I have so much hope for the city of Detroit, and having just been there, I went had dinner downtown at Prime Proper with a couple people. Um, I'm just so excited. For the city of Detroit. I haven't lived there now. God, it's been 19 years. Something like that. No, 15 years, 60, something like somewhere around there. Um, Haven't lived there forever. Go there every time I can. And everything happened right now. Just it makes my heart ache to move back until I go see the winner. <laughs> but I love this city and I love what I see it happening, was, man. This it was 16 is- yesterday in, in Holland. <laughs> <laughs> I love what's happening here, bro. Hard Knocks is going to be awesome. I'm stoked for it. I'm off. I, I'm very off. excited for it. Um, I we, We've talked about this before. I, I do have experience. I've actually been on. I've been visible on the show when they were in Cleveland. I will tell you, it is absolutely not a distraction. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's telling you that has not been to a training camp or a practice. There are already camera crews everywhere. Everything is yeah. filmed from multiple angles. The the, the infamous hill yeah. is a camera bay. There are five or six cameras up there at every practice. Now they're they're pointing in different directions. There there are guys with handhelds that are in the coaching huddle, that listening, to, and then they're picking that up. They're used to this. It's it, it's literally wallpaper to them. It is not a distraction whatsoever. The Lions have final say on the final production, so they film. I want to say it's 2000 hours for each show and they whittle it down to a 48 minute product. The 48 minute product is shown to whoever on the lines is is going to be approving. And I will assume that Chris Spielman and Rod Woodle have a lot to say about that. Um, This, by the way, big, big feather for Rod Wood and Sheila and Chris Spielman, who are all responsible for this happening. Um, If if you want, if you're going to give them crap a lot, you got to give Sheila a lot of credit 
the draft and hard knocks do not happen without her insisting upon it. They, and it doesn't happen without Rod Wood being good at what he's doing um, away from the football field. I just they're, 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 they're better on that. So don't, don't worry about it being a distraction at all. Don't worry about the play. Well, some players ham it up. We'll, like uh, Jamal Williams is, oh my God, he's a ham this guy's going to be a star. Yeah. yeah. He's a ham <laughs> off there. And you think about some of the stories, right? I, I think like Jerry is going to be a hell of a story. He, yeah. They're going to be able to tell his, his life story. Khalif Raymond has story, a fantastic and story. They're going to be able to go well. into his comeback from the injury. This is going to be, no. I mean, his, his is exactly the kind of story, like past, present, future kind of look. They're going to love that. They love that kind of uh, deep dive to get to, to present who a player is and their whole, you know, the whole, the whole story of them in a nice little package i'm excited about that khalif is another one that, that's going to be fun to watch they're going to spend time on he's going to be i'll great. tell you he had a media session last year after one of the practices and like normally we're like trying to talk over each other and, and, and like or we're distracted by like oh who's gonna be over here next who's gonna be you know he had us at rapt attention for like 15 minutes just telling the story of his life and his his path and it was awesome and I, I, I wish, honestly, that I could tell it better. But um, I, I hope that, 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 that that's the kind of thing that you get out there. You're going to hear about David Blau. And, and we saw it a little bit last year with his wife being the, the Olympic sprinter. You're going to see the dynamic between him and Tim Boyle with Jared Goff. Like that, that's something that they do a really good job of capturing that. And, Dan and again, the Lions, the, the Lions have approval of what goes out over the air. Uh, the, and they're, they're not somebody – the Hard Knocks crew – presents it to them and then they get to veto it like hey can you maybe soften that or maybe cut that little part out there or maybe don't show that because it's revealing a play that we might have (laughs) yeah like and i I, i've interviewed the guy from from hard knocks um for browns wire back in the day when they were here and uh he's like yeah we're we're like super flexible with that stuff we have we have things ready to go like if, if if they if they put the kibosh on one thing like okay we got another Okay, let's look at this then as a replacement for it. They're, they're, and the the NFL and Hard Knocks does all that for the Lions. This is not the Lions devoting time to that. And think about. I think a lot of people are worried about that. You got to think about it from a production standpoint. The player, in, you know, the players talking and doing what the players do. That's important. the The staff talking what the staff say. That's important, and that's that's absolutely it. But the rest of it is the narrator talking with B roll, right? Yep. They can easily yep. replace B roll. Uh, if there's something that's on the board or something that they can't block or something going on, they can easily replace that and 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 put that narrative together. They often, and this is something I think a lot of people don't see, is the edit of the audio. Well, they'll put uh, clips together that were disparate or not connected, and they will put things together in the course of you know 45 seconds to tell a story. But it, it's not an a, an untrue story. But it may have happened over the course of a couple hours or even days. But when they put the audio together, roll some B-roll behind it, and then you'll see the guy talking, and then you'll they'll roll some more B-roll because they edited the audio and they don't have the mouth. They have all kinds of things going on. It's very, very creative how they put it together. Again, yeah. not untrue, not like fake news, but it's not necessarily how they show it. <laughs> this is how it plays out. So really creative, very talented team doing that work and i'm super super excited some of the you know the tricks in the video space and the uh the production space are just amazing just absolutely amazing it is. and they won emmys for it they, they do a really good job with the production on it and uh I, i'm very excited that the world gets to see dan campbell beyond just the press conferences mm-hmm. because I, I i think there's 
there's a lot of people that think he's this, you know, dumb meathead that's going to try to bite your kneecaps. And if, if you've spent any time at all at training camp, um, those of us who are fortunate enough to get to go to practices and, and watch him work or be at the senior bowl, we know that that's like, yeah, that, that's part of him. He plays that up a little bit too and, and embellishes it. But there's a really, really shrewd guy under all those muscles and caffeine. Yeah. There really is. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to see that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other side of it is, and this, this is what happened in Cleveland. If it's not going to work, you're going to know, like we, we knew like, Oh my God, <laughs> you've got Todd Haley and Greg Williams and Hugh Jackson all together. Like ain't no freaking way this is going to last. And guess what? It lasted nine games and they yeah. blew it out and hard knocks helped foster that change and people around here were very grateful for that like it exposed the organizational incompetence and it forced them to get better or die trying yeah, <laughs> yeah. they die trying and and they're in a better spot now i know it doesn't always seem that way um but yeah it's uh it, it, it jeff fisher got blown out of, of the rams for that look look how much better they are for having jeff fisher's faults exposed now That's i know so i know there's a lot of talk about jared Goff not liking being on our next he's been on it twice it's okay he'll live he, he's he's a professional he understands it's seven and nine bullshit of jerry <laughs> jeff fisher hey detroit blue jay i gotta give you a uh, big love brother big but what's the thing Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Big love to you, brother. Uh, super chat. 50 bucks. 50 bucks rolls in. Detroit. Best Detroit Lions coverage on YouTube. And thank you so much. Appreciate that very, very much. Going into the uh, 4K bin. We'll, uh, we'll we'll fund this and make this happen. This is, I'm telling you guys, there's all kinds of fun tricks that come with this. So the, the 4K change, you're going to love it. All right. Um, if you haven't hit the like button. make a budget. <laughs> if you haven't hit the like button that helps us with the algorithm and does all the things we need to do the 4k is going to help us there too just so you know so a lot of good stuff coming a lot of really 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 good stuff all right uh from hard knocks uh there was a signing of note uh everything old is new again or as i said it can only be jared jared davis signs with the detroit lions seals the deal at linebacker we are done i'm gonna make a prediction Okay, it's a bold one. I could be wrong, and and you you can tell me, and I'm I'm an idiot. That's fine when it's all over, but let's see it play out and see where it, where it has. Jared Davis has his best year ever this year. I really think that's that in the NFL. This I think we will see um, the Lions' favorite Gator <laughs> have nice. his best year uh, as a linebacker in the NFL. Not that a would, super be... high bar, right? I mean, not 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 through the roof. I'm not trying to knock on okay, the guy. He he was but, all right as a rookie, yep. like. Like he was a he was a functional starter as a linebacker as a rookie under Jim Caldwell. Then he needed it, time away to get his head back after the Patricia years. I'm just telling you straight out. I think he's going to come back and he's going to gel with this coaching staff. You're going to see a Charles Harris. You're going to see a guy who wasn't there who shows up and just booms it. That would be. I am telling. That you. would be. That would be very nice. And I I will certainly root for that. Uh, at, look. It's interesting to me, and I put this in the in the the Slack, and people sort of like push back against it. Like people freaking hated that guy; they hated him. Yeah, and and it's interesting now that it was like, oh no, we just we just we didn't like how he played under Patricia. Like no, no, no. For Jared Davis to come back, look, look, was he always? Was was he always a, a dude in the community? Was he always liked off the field? 
Hell yeah, he was. And he earned it. He's a great human being, mm-hmm. somebody that you want to root for and somebody that will do. He embraced being part of Detroit, even when Detroit didn't embrace him. And that's, that speaks a lot about his character. The fact that he he did that and the fact that he wants to come back. Can I, that, I, that says a lot about your Davis. Can I say, I mean, you, you see it with Slay. You see it with Diggs. The the folks yeah. that were in Detroit loved yep. Detroit. They hated the coach. The city's infectious. I'm telling you, man. I, I it's oh God. I love the city of Detroit. Everything about it being there. I, I mean, it's just there's there's something. It's it gets under your skin. Detroit is a very very yeah. special place. With Harry Johnson put people. a thing up on his Instagram story the other day about like just randomly like I miss Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> some 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 place yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, like it, that. Yeah, that's. It, it means something. And, 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 and it's, it's, I've been around a lot, been to a lot of cities, lived in a lot of cities. There is nothing like Detroit. Detroit's a very special place and I will live and die with that city. Um, it, it, I bleed, you know, Detroit, Lions Blue, all that stuff, whatever. But, um, these guys, you see these guys, Jared Davis came from Florida, University of Florida. Came to Detroit to play for what was is probably the most caustic, acidic coaching staff in front office ever. Leaves and wants to come back to the city because he loves Detroit. I'm telling you, there's something about it. And I think when you get something like you got with Holmes and Sheila and, and Campbell and the rest of that staff in here, this those people embody what the city of Detroit is. And, and like I said, it feels like. This whole thing is finally lined up. We've been out of sync for so long, but it feels like the soul, the heart and soul of this team, the front office on through is finally there. It's now all about the talent. It's about the talent. If we can line that up, it's the last piece. We've had great talent and failing front offices. We've had, you know, this is it, man. This is the 2011 team, the 2014 teams. Those were good teams, but there's other things wrong. If we can get the talent. I'm just telling you, I, it, it, you see, you see what I'm saying, right? I mean, yeah, you, absolutely. You, where the I'm trajectory is, things can fall off the rails. It happens, but the trajectory right now just looks so good for this team and this city. I'm, 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 I'm hot. It's been I'll give week. you a little parallel. Um, as, as you were talking, you reminded me of being in Cleveland in the early 1990s and the rise of the Cleveland Indians which they were the worst team for my entire life. They had never, they had never made the playoffs in my lifetime. I was born in 1972 uh, until 1993. And they, then the next year they had the, the, the lockout that lost the world series, but the, the way that the city was ready for a team like that. Um, and the, keep in mind, this is when this is the Cavs were falling off from being, almost as good as the Pistons, but never able to beat Jordan. And the the, the Browns were leaving <laughs> and had Bill Belichick, who was wildly hated as a person and a coach <laughs> here. <laughs> that I don't let people forget that. Like the, the way that the talent came together and how they, they built it up organically and they had the right people at the right place at the right time. And did it ever pay off? No, they, they lost two World Series. Still mad at Jose Mesa for 1995. You Jose, um, they got screwed over by in the by Major League Baseball in 1996 by not suspending Robbie Alomar after spitting on an umpire, and he played in the series and wound up being the MVP of that series again and beat the the best Cleveland Indians team of my lifetime. But see, this this is the pain that I have not just from being a Detroit Lions fan; <laughs> it's compounded in my life. <laughs> my other teams ain't more crap other than the Cavs. Um, but the, the the feel that you get around the Lions organization now. 
how there's there's fresh breath and life and vitality and upward movement to it. It reminds me of being in Cleveland in 1991, 1992, 1993, where the years and years and years of feudal frustration, you could see that the window was opening and a new air was coming in. I, 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 I'm... And I do feel that about the lines. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. But no, no BS on that. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Right. It has to, it has to come together. It has to happen. And, and you can, but there's, there's a thing where like you could see, like we were talking about what we had, we had the, um, the, what the ometer, what was it? The meaningful games in December ometer, right? Yeah. We, we, were, yeah. Just, we yeah. were just counting down the time until Patricia was gone. We knew, right. We knew the trajectory you felt it. And it was just like, here we go. Right. We just, you have to see it through things don't happen immediately. And even if they have, they, it, there's no gain to, to, react too quickly there you just watch it wind out okay it wound out and off we go right so boom that was done now you kind of got a different feeling and a different trajectory and you're watching it will it play out the way you think like will it play out in the opposite director uh, direction of the decembermometer probably right I, I really see i hope right but i can see they've got, they've got to get better talent they yep. can't miss on talent that's that's the key yep Yep, 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 yep. There you go. All right. Hey, really quick. In the past, this Lions team had you. They had you in pain. They had you with insomnia. They had you with, what was the other thing? Eyes? Red eyes? I'm I'm insomnia. Anxiety. Yeah, Yeah, pain, anxiety, anxiety, and insomnia. This team infected you with the way to fix that is head over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. You can take care of yourself, your brain, and get a good, good um, relief from pain, anxiety, and insomnia. You want those deep Z sleeps? You want that deep ass sleep? CBD. Is oh man, I'm telling you, I, I track it. I track it hard, my, my sleep, because I've, I've got, you know, whatever going on with it. Um, and that deep sleep always comes with the help of CBD. And, and I feel so refreshed in the morning. I'm looking afterwards. at my sleep tracking effort. You know, I feel so, so good in the morning after the, the uh, CBD. It's you, you just bang out those Z's, that regenerative, restful sleep. Um, alcohol doesn't do that to you. Alcohol messes up your sleep bad. Doesn't You don't get the regenerative stuff. CBD help you out. If you use regular CBD, you're going to get yourself not only a great sleep, not only lessen that anxiety, but you're going to be able to take a drug, a drug test and pass it. You're good, good shape. So that stuff's good. The cream, the CBD cream is top of the line. Let me just get it right here. Here's how often I use it. I'm halfway through already. <laughs> um, this is this is what I do after workout, especially when I take a week off like I did last week. I'm going to hit it again starting a Monday. I will slather myself, not my face. I saw McAfee do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I will slather myself with this stuff, and the pain goes away. It helps me get back to to, to moving when I couldn't before. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Head on over there. Take care of yourself. And if you want that buzz, don't forget the Delta 8, that chill line, Delta 9, and active CBD. That stuff will F you up. The gummies are great. I've had many, many reports of folks who didn't just sit back on one. They decided it didn't work after 45 minutes. And next thing you know, they lost the night. So cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com. Take care of your pain, anxiety, and insomnia. Thank you for listening through that. Everybody appreciate it. All right. Um, let's go on over. The league meeting just happened. And I think the the biggest thing, besides an obvious vacation in Florida for a bunch of cold weather people, <laughs> I looked at this 
and and it all happened while I was up in Michigan. So I, I got to appreciate the cold and hearing people, how they talk about Florida this time of year. It's just funny, right? It's living here. It's just funny. And you see them down there and they're all, I mean, they basically are all in to- Hawaiian shirts and socks and sandals, right? I mean, they got the whole the tourist look going on and it was, it was, I know why they do it. My feet get cold. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I understand why they do it down there now. Uh, I I did, but I understand why they do it down there. Good stuff. Fun little vacation. By the way, Dan Campbell was ill and could not attend. So he wasn't there for that. He also hasn't been in any of the pro days. Um, Undisclosed illness. He's apparently fine, but um, he just didn't go. So Brad Holmes was there. Um, Obviously Sheila was there. Rod was there. Uh, They talked to the local media. I was not there. Unfortunately, I was, Freezing my took us off in in the Greater Grand Rapids area, <laughs> and and right now, so right now is my kids' spring break. It started yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like at least half of Zealand, Michigan, is in Florida right now. At least half, and yeah. I'm I'm here in Cleveland. Yay. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody's in Florida. We're already getting a thousand people a day moving down here, but this time of year is a thousand nuts. people a day. Good lord! Yeah, it's like a three hundred sixty thousand person city every year we're, we're building here it's crazy um but thank you everybody for doing it. and make sure you visit spend all that hotel tax because i don't want to pay my any state income tax and you guys take care of that for me uh biggest my wife and daughter will be there for eight days in orlando in june i'd so. love to thank the risen family for paying my state taxes uh <laughs> okay the big thing coming out of the league meeting in florida besides taking care of my income taxes is the overtime rules change. Overtime. Yeah. Let's but talk about that, Rizzy. Only in the postseason. What? That's only changing in the postseason. That's, 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 that's. Mm. So we're, we're hoping that this is a relevant change for the Detroit Lions in the very near future. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. That would be <sighs> nice. <laughs> All right. So that's it. That's the big things out of the media. There's a couple other things about the, the, um, the alignment on kickoffs and stuff like that. Nothing, you know, earth shattering. So the league meeting happened. They got their, their we'll have to get Dean to come on this summer again and talk about the, the perspective rule changes. Yes. I'd yes. Be curious to have Dean Blandino come back on and join us. He does this every year. He's been very good about it and explains it in a way where it's not necessarily pro NFL, but it tells you like the NFL point of view and explains it in a, a pretty pretty smart way. Dean's, Dean's a smart guy. Yeah. What, we'll get him on after the spring league meeting. So the end of yeah. early June, that'll be good. And we can kind of cover everything then. All right. Uh, so that's that. I want to talk a little bit about something. This is, and I know you've got a little something, something that you can add to this, but this is from Poo Fighters on the Reddit. So thank you, uh, Poo Fighters. Lo- love the name. Love the, the post here. Kayvon Thibodeau's trainer, Travel Gaines, on his worth, work ethic concerns. He's on the field doing position drills. He works out all day. His alarm is set to do 100 push-ups every hour on the hour. He'll be at restaurants, and he'll keep talking while doing the push, push-ups. Um, this Brian Cushing, oh I'm having flashbacks to the Texans. When Brian Cushing used to carry around a sack of almonds like in his shoulder pad chest plate and would stop in the middle of a rep so he would because he had a very regimented time of when he had to eat exactly four almonds like that was so weird but what, having flashbacks to that all. did he have an alarm to go off when he was supposed to juice and uh, anyway <laughs> yes yes he did <laughs> um this is a, this is very contrarian to the narrative right now and this this stuff inter- interests me right i'm 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 a tinfoil hat uh, I'm susceptible to conspiracy theories kind of guy, right? It, not, not really, but I like to see things 
from as many different angles as possible. I like to hear as much input on something as possible. I'd like to, to kind of think. And when I start hearing a narrative that really is a table pounder that everyone lines up on, that's when my antennas stick up and I say, wait a minute. There's always somebody that says the opposite of what you're saying. If everybody lines up, something just doesn't feel right or smell right. Where's the contrarian view? Well, here we go. We've got it now. What does this mean, Riz? This is interesting. I'm, I'm, you know, we have someone here. It's his, it's his trainer, right? And talking about his work ethic. Now, look, he's paid by Tavon. I was right? just going to say, Tavon, I mean, understand Tavon. he benefits from saying positive things because that ups his value, his ability to get more clients to pay well. Yep. Yep. That, that has to be stated. Yep. Yep. So, so are we back to the narrative then? Kayvon's a bust. No chance. Let's blow past him. He's I know. Um, and, and I talked about this. So I did, I did a radio spot um, with our friend Dave Schultz and Jim Nagy. Oh, and Dave. Dave's I, got I, great I talk, hair still, but it's, um, it's not what it used it, to be. I love me some Dave, but I'm Dave. Dave won't appreciate that. Dave, let's get um, that stuff. But, but, and, I, I, and Jim Nagy specifically, senior bowl director, um, Lions fan, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, we talked about Kevon Thibodeau, and I said my piece that I said basically on this podcast a couple weeks ago was, I don't get the impression that he's taking plays off. I just get the impression that he might not be that good. And Jim was like, aha, yes, 100,000%. Absolutely. You're dead on right with that, Riz. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> interesting <laughs> but Jim, Jim was very much like yeah I don't see the like I don't think it's an effort thing I, he just might not be that great of a player like his splash plays are great when he's not making the splash plays he's not all that effective and that's something that Jim has said that is something that Kyle Krabs who we lauded earlier has hinted at in his podcast as well like you're the, the the narrative about how awesome he is is overstated. It doesn't mean that he's like not a good player, not a good prospect. It doesn't mean he's not worthy of the number two overall pick. I, and I wouldn't say that either. But the there's there's the this legend that he's like this transcendent talent, and he's not. And I think that like people want to just justify like, oh, well, why not? But, it can't be that he's just not that great. Like, well, yeah, it can. Like that that that's a valid answer. It doesn't have to be that he doesn't, you know, he, he's not as dynamic of an athlete or he's not trying his hardest on airplane. It might just be that he's not that good yet. That's funny. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because it's it seems like so obvious, but nobody has broached that as a potential. Well, I, I, I give Jim Nagy credit for it because he 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 then spent the next segment after I was on talking about that very subject and being very adamant about it that we're Kayvon's advocates are too far in that direction and the Kayvon skeptics are too far in the other direction right. and you know, the, the the great Jerry Cantrell song somewhere in between the wrong and right we fight 
Um, and, and it's fair to say uh, in your eyes, I'm wrong. And in my mind, that's all right. And that's exactly where I am with, with Kayvon Thibodeau. I'll go to the Pacific Northwest with Jerry Cantrell, the guitarist for Allison Chains, the greatest band ever. Um, that's not named Cody and Cambria. Uh, I, I find a lot of truth in that. And I think that, so when you look more technically, what does Kayvon Thibodeau have to improve at? He doesn't have a plan as a pass rusher. That's something that you will see in scouting reports. He's just trying to out act you mm-hmm. you can do that to some extent it reminds me and we talked about it in the in the pile last week he reminds me of mario williams coming out as a guy who was a very good athlete i think mario was a better athlete i think he was a a more um more limber athlete in space than what Kayvon is uh, but mario had to learn how to use his hands and how to have coordination between his hands and his shoulders and his hips and his feet and I think you see that with Kayvon too. Like he doesn't always have a plan for where he's going to go. And he also doesn't like understand like, okay, well, if I'm lunging with my, my right hand, I need to step with my left foot forward. Like he doesn't, he, that isn't natural for him yet. That can be taught. And I'm sure they're working with him on that. I'm quite sure actually that they're working with him on that, but he's, he's got technical work to do to be a better football player. And if that comes through, I think that would answer a lot of the questions about the lack of effort. Um, I, I know somebody, uh, because we, we got into this on Twitter and I got roped into it, I got tagged into the post. And I, don't tag me in posts if, if I'm not involved in it, please. Just don't. I don't have time for that. I mean, I appreciate you wanting my opinion or trying to get me roped in, but don't do that. <laughs> I really don't have time for it. But I, the, 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 the crux of it was, was that there was a one specific play where like a guy was being tackled and Kayvon was like close enough where he could have like participated in the tackle that was already being made. And he didn't. And people are see, see, using that play as a sign. I don't even know what the, I don't even know what the hell play is. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, okay. Like just like you're, you're, you're trying too hard to nitpick, like let the guy be, <laughs> um, so, so I see, I see the tweet. Uh, I don't have my readers off, but I can read that. It says Clowney 2.0. That's fair. I, I don't mind that comparison at all. Jadevian Clowney, because I've, I've watched a whole lot of him, is a player who will make splash plays, but has a lot of time between those where he's just kind of an average player. And I think that, that that's my evaluation for Kate Watt. I think he's going to make one or two splash plays a game, and then the rest of the game are going to be like, is he playing? Like, is, is that him or is that Romeo Okora? Is that him or is that Julian Okora? Like, I, I don't know. I can't tell. Yep. That I think that's the kind of player he's going to be. I just think that's who he is. Is that worth two? Maybe if you got enough guys around it. I personally wouldn't do it, but would the Lions do it? Yeah, I think they might. I don't know that they will. I don't know that they won't. I, uh, I, I did see the comment earlier. Somebody said um, that I haven't said who I, who's the number two. That's because I don't know, and I'll tell you this, and I said this on Twitter, I don't think the Lions know who they're taking it to yet, yep. whether it's Aiden Hutchinson available or not. I don't think they've made that decision yet. There you go. All right. We've got a couple things coming up. Um, killer player breakdowns. There were supposed to be two that dropped last week. Forgot my hard drive. Wasn't able to put those up. We've got those coming. So check those out. They will be in your lap uh, every Monday and Friday. Good stuff from Colin coming. We've got the draft party coming. Bigger, better, stronger, faster than ever ever that's coming you're gonna love that we're gonna do some mock drafts we usually do one show every year yeah. it's great stuff i think we're gonna do two of them this year 
two different mock drafts coming up starting uh, a week from Wednesday. We're going to start knocking those down. Get ready for those. We got a lot of people, a lot of great people with a lot of great ideas. We're going to bring together and uh, put together some mock drafts. Um, and you're going to hear Riz do his mock draft. He's going to tell you his Detroit Lions number two. Uh, pick who he thinks they will pick not his pick not who he wants not his he will come with what he thinks the lions are going to do that's coming up some really really great stuff i will, I will tease one thing my pick for who i want has changed since the last time we spoke yes that's all i'll say <laughs> all right really quick i want to go over um some key dates for the nfl uh off-season workout is coming up uh, otas all that stuff um you have a couple pieces phase one consists of Two, the first two weeks of the program and its activities limited to meetings, strength and conditioning, and physical rehabilitation only. Phase two consists of the next three weeks of the program. On-field workouts may include individual group instruction and the drills, as well as perfect play drills. Uh, drills with plays with offensive players lining up across from offensive players and defensive players lining up across from defensive players. It's conducted at a walkthrough pace and no live contact or team offense versus team defense drills are permitted. Just going through the CBA here. Phase three then consists of the next four weeks of the program. Teams may conduct a total of 10 days of organized team practice activity or OTAs. No live contact is permitted, but seven on seven, nine on seven, and 11 on 11 drills are permitted. And then article 22 of the collective bargaining agreement stipulates the clubs can hold one mandatory mini camp, for veteran players, uh, it must occur during phase three of the off-season program. So with all that said, let me get through the dates here. Um, we have... By the way, the the NFL determines these dates for all the teams. The clubs do not set them themselves. April 19th is the Lions' first day for the off-season workout program. That's so phase one will begin. The draft will happen the 28th through the 30th. So the off-season workout program lasts for two weeks which runs conveniently right up to the draft. Uh, May 2nd through the 5th, uh, sorry, May 2nd, your 5th year option exercise deadline. Uh, May 24th through the 26th, June 1st through 3rd, and June 13th through 16th are the Lions OTA workouts. So uh, you'll see those at those dates. And then May 23rd through 25th, you will see the spring league meeting. That's what we talked about. We'll have Dean on after that. And then last but not least, June 7th through 9th, mandatory mini camp. And right after that will be the announcement of the preseason. Or sorry, training camp. And uh, we'll talk about the parties and everything else right around. Yeah, we will, we will learn the exact training camp dates. The NFL schedule usually comes out right around then, too. I want to say it's like right after the owners' meetings in the spring. Yep. Is, when the, is usually when the schedule gets released, too. Yep. Uh, we already know who they're playing. We just saw the sequence of games. Yep. 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 All right. With all that, uh, if you can like and subscribe, we appreciate everyone that does that. That again, helps the, the whole algorithm yeah. thing with YouTube and helps people yeah. see our stuff. And we appreciate yeah. when you get us out there in front of Please folks. Um, super chat's great. We got the 4k coming. If you don't want to do super chat, there's other ways as well. Um, we've got the old, hi dad. We've got the, uh, yep. say hi to my dad. <laughs> dad, you're on camera. Say hi. Hi, Hi Dad. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, a lot of good stuff coming there. Like so um, <laughs> you can, if you go to drawlinespodcast.com, you can go ahead and hit the, the Patreon link in the meantime, but we'll have some other stuff set up for you guys there. We've got some great announcements. There's only one other shirt like this in existence today. But I don't have it yet, darn it. <laughs> in the next week, you'll hear about those. Lots of big stuff coming. A lot of really, really good stuff about that. You guys are going to be blown the heck away. That's all I can say. 
Uh, stay tuned. Watch on Twitter. That's a good place to go. Don't forget us on Patreon first. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get access to the Slack. The most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, bar none. Maybe even the most intelligent rocket scientist chat on the internet. That's just the way it is. It's smart freaking people. Follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast. And at Jeff Risden at Jefferson, as you see right there. Give us a call on Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us in the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. As Don says, don't smash the like button. Simply depress it. You'll need it again, and all the shows coming up. (laughs) Sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast, so we can do what, Riz? He said, we can come into your ear holes magically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we are your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Thank you, guys. I will tell you who I have at number two next week. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.